Do I need to give you this? Yeah, I got one. All right, here we go. All right, cool. Hey, man, good morning. My name is Alan Abelita. Uh, I'm from your sister church, Mount Rock Church of Christ. In good old Hershey, Pennsylvania. And I want to say hello to my Spanish-speaking people. Buenos dias. Hola. That's all I know. Okay, so don't say I didn't uh, you know, consider you guys, but uh, it's been great visiting uh, Hampton Roads. We're staying with the Gonzales. They've opened up their home. And again, if you guys don't know who the Gonzales is, they're an amazing couple here in Hampton Roads. They're like this hidden treasure that you guys don't know about. But when you find out who they are, you'll be well fed. <laughs> They're an amazing family, and Deb and I, and Willie as well, we go way back, over 26 years ago. Yes, Willie and Dave was my first roommate, they were, and uh, it was the way we, the way we came out to Willie, or the way we asked Willie was, hey Willie, Dave and I have been talking, and we want to be roommates, we need a place to stay, and we're looking for this one place, but we need at least a week can we stay at your place? And Willie's like, hey man, yes, you can stay from my place. Very kind heart, wants to serve. And, leave, uh, and, and it was only for a week that we were supposed to stay there, but I ended up staying there for a year. <laughs> Dave stayed there for longer and he ends up buying the place. And then he, <laughs> Willie starts renting from him. And then Dave finds an amazing woman, woman Elsa from Northern Virginia, they get married and they have to kick out Willie. <laughs> Only in God's kingdom. <laughs> Willie does not have a bad attitude. Actually, Willie is the godparent or godfather of the, uh, both of their kids, uh, Manny and Evan. Great kids, but again, I just want to say thank you so much. I appreciate your friendship. You guys mean a lot to me. Amen. Uh, you do. Um, you know, for me to come back almost five years, I really had to go back to my roots. Amen. And you guys were that. Yes. You guys were the brothers that held me and cared for me, loved me. And Willie would wake me up at one o'clock in the morning and say, Alan, try my milk shake. <laughs> Willie, it is one o'clock in the morning. No, drink it. I'm like, oh my goodness. And you Again, we had so many amazing stories about that household. We converted so many people over there. The, the Navy ministry was thriving, especially the singles ministry. I mean, we were baptizing, studying the Bible left and right. And we saw so many people, so many souls get saved in that ministry. And again, I love Dave and Willie for their hearts, for their just their perseverance and their example for being an, a, a really a, a, a disciple that's faithful, that loves God and continues to serve God's kingdom. And so I just want to share a little bit about what's going on in Mountain Rock, which is Hershey, Pennsylvania. We just celebrated our 10-year anniversary. It was amazing. Yes, we had well over 250 visitors or attendants. Uh, the church is now, when we first got there, it was under 50. But now we're about to hit 100. Right. And so super encouraging. I know you're like, 100? Bro, you know that we baptized that in a month here at Hampton Roads. But no, I'm just kidding with you guys. 
But uh, we also have t- uh, two couples that are uh, training to be shepherding couples, uh, not shepherding couples, but they're shepherding couples that's being trained to be elders in the small church in Mount Rock. And please continue to pray for our ministry. Uh, again, you guys are an extension to Mountain Rock. I share a lot about this church. When I first became a Christian, this church was under 100. And I am reminded, again, I go back and I think about the greater Norfolk Church of Christ. And the faith and the perseverance and the fight and sharing the, the, the word of God throughout this community. And look at it now. It's just amazing. Five regions. I just don't know how that happened. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I believe it is God's spirit working in a powerful way. Again, pray for us. We're also starting up our YoPro ministry. Yes. I think about the singles ministry here uh, near and dear to us. And you, you guys have all gotten married, it seems like, and having babies. And therefore, we're also going to start up the, uh, the young mayor's ministry as well over there. So again, there's a lot to be done there in Hershey and throughout Central PA. So enough of that. Let's go ahead and turn to John chapter 15. We're starting in verse 26. And uh, the other week, Tony... Um, Reached out to me. I shared, hey, I'm coming to visit. I'd love to get some time with you guys. And Tony's like, hey, you want to preach? And I was like, okay. And he goes, here's the text that if you want to preach this text, go for it. Or if you want to preach something else, go for it as well. I said, hey, man, let me look at it. And I was so ecstatic to read the fact that I'll be able to preach and I have the honor to preach on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, the Holy Spirit has been something that's been near and dear my heart for the past three years. I've been studying out the Holy Spirit. And so I pray that um, you know, I can share with you guys some of the things that I've gone through and that you could walk away, be inspired, and for you to connect with the Holy Spirit and who He is. Amen? So with that, let's go ahead and bow for the word of prayer that allow the Holy Spirit to move in this sermon. Father, thank you so much for this amazing morning. God, to see friends and families, even though, God, that I no longer have physical uh, families here, but I do have spiritual families. And I'm so grateful for, for the friendships and the memories I have. I'm so grateful that, God, that you're doing amazing stuff here in Hampton Roads. Father, I do pray for your Holy Spirit. That you continue to allow your Holy Spirit to move in a powerful way, to convict, to expose, to reveal, to inspire, Father. Help us, God, even this very morning, to quiet our spirit, to listen to the words, and allow your spirit to move according to your will. Father, we love you so much. We thank you. Please help me, Father, speak clearly and allow your spirit to use me, Father. We pray all this in your son's most precious name. Amen. Amen. I do want to say thank you to Shaka and, and, yeah. and, and Wayden and just Wayden's maturity and his vulnerability. It is so encouraging to, to hear him. And I, I knew uh, them when they were little and uh, Willa when she was just a little girl and we were in children's ministry and we we're preaching or not teaching on, um, you know, the storm with Jesus and I made Willow cry, and I said, I'm so sorry that I made you cry. But now she's so mature, grown up, waiting, just, it's amazing. It's really amazing. All right, let's turn to uh, John 15. Let me get there, I'm sorry. 
Starting in verse 26. It says, The work of the Holy Spirit. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me, and you also must testify, for you have been with me from the very beginning. All right, verse 1, chapter 16. All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they're offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you. But now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you ask me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I've said these things. But truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in wrong about sin, righteousness, judgment, about sin because people do not believe me. About righteousness because I'm going to the Father and where you can see me no longer. And about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Point number one. Do you know the Holy Spirit? My title for for our sermon this morning, it is, You Are Not Alone. As a a famous song by Michael Jackson, he says, You are not alone. I am here. Okay, we'll stop there. But he sings this song, right? He said, man, I've been by myself. You've left me. And man, I'm sitting here sad. I'm crying. And, And here's Jesus talking to his disciples. And he goes, you're grieved, not because I'm leaving. You're grieved because you will be persecuted because of me. You'll, you'll grieve because you'll be thrown into prison. Because you'll be expelled from your community. Possibility that people will fall away. You will grieve. But he says, I will send to you the Holy Spirit. And who is the Holy Spirit? According to verse 26, he says, the advocate, the counselor, the spirit of truth. And he says that the Holy Spirit's job, his his primary job is to testify about Jesus. Amen. Right? Is to testify about Jesus, our Lord. And not only that, but he calls us as disciples to also testify. And see, if we're not testifying about, the whole, about God, about Jesus, are you in sync with the Holy Spirit? Come on. God and Jesus had a plan. It's a great plan. It's an amazing plan. You know, he said, man, we're going to, I'm going to, Jesus, I'm going to have to leave. So I could send, Jesus, uh, send him to help, to lead the disciples in their walk with God. To help them in their discipleship. And their one another relationship. The only way they will be successful is through the Holy Spirit. And to testify about Jesus. 
My question for you this morning is who is the Holy Spirit in your life? Do you know the Holy Spirit? No. Do you really know the Holy Spirit? See, we can know of someone, but there's this intimacy that God wants us to know the Holy Spirit. It's to be intimate, to know Him, to be intentional, to be with Him, to walk with Him, not just to know Him, right? From a theology standpoint, a seminary standpoint. Oh, yeah, I know of Jesus, the Trinity, right? I know the Holy Spirit. No. God wants us to know the Holy Spirit. You know, three years ago, and I want to share with you guys about my, my experience. About three years ago, after moving from the Tidewater region, actually four years ago, God, God had a plan. Alan, Kendra, family, you're going to Hershey, PA, to lead the church. And I, that was not my plan at all. I wanted to stay here. I wanted to be part of this region or whatever region you guys were creating. I was like, I want to stay here. But God's like, no, you got to go. And it took a lot of prayers. I mean, prayers. And at this point, I was like, I just want to be faithful. I want to serve the Lord. You know, I found myself calling after three years, calling the brothers, getting input, getting advice, getting disciple. But I was calling every, almost every week, get, you know, just talking to people. And, then, and I was like, you know what? Huh. You know, it's good to get advice. It really is good. So I'm not saying don't get advice. So, Tony, please, don't, don't tell Ed that I'm saying not to get No, get advice. It is important. I want to emphasize that. Get lots of advice. But, uh, you know, also, I also felt alone in Hershey. There was a point where I was, like, really sad. I mean, I was, you know, serving God's kingdom and doing the ministry, but I felt alone. I felt alone because I was removed from my family. I grew up here over 30 years ago, right? And uh, so I felt alone. One day I was reading the passage in Acts 2.38, right? Repent and be baptized. We all know that, right? For the what? Forgiveness of your sins, right? Yes! And we preach that, we teach it. Man, we know it back of our hands, right? We know that. But the one piece that I was reading, I'm like, wait a minute. He says, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. Yes, plan of salvation. But then he says, you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes. I'm like, gift of the Holy Spirit. I read this, but what is this gift? And I think we tend to shy away from this passage, the gift of the Holy Spirit because of the Pentecostal movement, the charismatic movement, and we're part of this church that our roots come from the church of Christ. And we only speak where the scripture speaks, right? Mm -hmm. And which is true. It's very important to look at the scriptures and not go by emotions. Right. There's a lot of churches there that go by emotions. This is how I feel. Yep. One day you feel good, one day you don't feel good. Yeah. Right? It's what, what, what's, go, what's going on now? People go, I'm, I feel like I'm a guy. Well, later on this evening, I feel like I'm a girl. Mm -hmm. They go by feelings. Yep. Right? 
And, and you know what? The Bible does not teach to go by feelings. On, it's go by the scriptures. Yeah. Right. And so when I was reading this, okay, when I was reading this, it says receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So for the past 23 years, I focused just on repent and be baptized. I taught. I, I, again, I studied the Bible with so many people. I paid attention to this one piece. But this idea of receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, I asked, who is the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Who is the Holy Spirit in my life? And I believe, I, I believe that we have missed out. We have missed out in the truth of the Holy Spirit in our lives because we've shied away. Because of our backgrounds, our roots, where we came from, right? And I believe that the Holy Spirit is the most important, again, this is the, the, the turning point for me. I used to call the Holy Spirit it. I used to say it. But if you notice in the, in pass, in the passage, John 16, Jesus always referred to him as he. Right. He will come. He will come. I will bring him. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. The Holy Spirit is not in it. It's in he. He's part of the Trinity. So who is the Holy Spirit in your life? The Bible says he is the advocate, the paraclete, the one that stands beside you, the one that speaks, that, the one that testified, that testified between you and God, Amen. the advocate, the counselor, yeah. to where, man, sometimes we all need counselors. Yeah. But the Holy right. Spirit can be your counselor yeah. through the scriptures. Right. Sometimes we also need comforting. You know, the gift of the Holy Spirit is not a comfort that you receive for Christmas or a tie Come on that you only use for a year or two and go, okay, I'm going to get rid of it. The Holy Spirit is a comfort that continues to give. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Again, I, like I said, I used to address the Holy Spirit as an it. But I realized, man, the Holy Spirit is more, according to Jesus. He addresses him as he you know, there, there are different scriptures, and I won't belabor tons of scriptures I have studied out. Again, I, for the past three, year, three years, I've been studying out the Holy Spirit and who He is. But in Ephesians 4.30, He says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do you know that you can grieve the Holy Spirit? Yeah. You can grieve Him. Just like if I said something to Tony that's negative, that's discouraging, He can be grieved. That's right. <laughs> Your minister can be grieved. Okay. That's a side point. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes we think, oh, he should be all together. He should know what's going on. No, Tony can be grieved. Even Reg. Reg, she looks stoic at times and, you know, looks big and mean and strong, but he's a softy. Just a side point. But says the Holy Spirit can be grieved. And Acts 5. Chapter th verse 3 says, they lied to the Holy Spirit. Who lied? Ananias and Sapphira. Lied to the Holy Spirit. You can lie to the Holy Spirit. Just like you can lie to one another. So if the Holy Spirit can be grieved, can be lied to, isn't he a person? Yes. And are you seeking out the Holy Spirit? Just like how you, you seek one another out in a relationship... What about your relationship with the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. They're equal. 
the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But we mistreat the Holy Spirit as He's like Cousin It. We forget Him because He was addressed as the Holy Ghost. I don't see the Holy Spirit, this nebulous God, but He is real. He's interacting. You know, the Holy Spirit, His job is to prove the world to be wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. In Acts chapter 24, verse 25 and 26, that's when he, Paul was talking to Felix. And he says the same thing. He says, man, I'm here to convict you, to prove of your sin and righteousness and judgment. And Felix was scared of what Paul said. And he dismissed him. And the Holy Spirit's job is, to, is that. Is to convict sins. To speak the truth. You know, before I, became, before I started studying out the Holy Spirit and my discipleship, I was the convictor in the discipleship, in the one another relationship. I would get into brothers and just convict them, use scriptures. Don't you know this? And then the relationship with the brother or whoever I'm studying the Bible with, I was trying to prove them wrong. And the relationship became intense. Right. See, the scripture calls us that we're not supposed to be doing that. But the Holy Spirit's job is to convict of sins. Right. It's not our job. Yeah. We're just that tool. Yeah. And so what have I done in my discipleship? Now when I get together with brothers or sisters, I pray. I said, God, help me. Yeah. Help me be in tune with your Holy Spirit. Yeah. I ask specifically let me understand this brother's or the sister's heart. Reveal the truth. Allow your word. Again, I'm not going by my emotions and what I think I know, but I'm allowing God to use the Holy Spirit through his scriptures. Amen. See, the Holy Spirit's job is to expose sin. Yeah. Where, are you listening mm. to the Holy Spirit Amen. to expose the sins? Yeah. Come on, Alan. Are you doing it in your own effort? Your own wisdom? You can tell. You can tell when you're doing it yourself because the person's face is all like. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you to tell me this? There was a couple that I actually, again, I, I was just visiting. I was here maybe three years ago. I was hanging out with a brother, with a brother, and you know we're just talking. And then the wife came in, and they started talking, and got intense. I'm like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> I mean, they got intense. And the sister looked at me, goes, Alan, you're the minister. What do you think? I'm like, I said, man, just because I'm a minister doesn't mean I know everything. <laughs> this was an intense conversation. I said, what do you think the Holy Spirit thinks? What do you think the Holy Spirit? Things about your character. Mm. Are you guys really embracing the fruit of the spirit right now? Right. And I thought, and I was like, whoo! The Holy Spirit saved me there because, man, if I would have said something else, I would have sided with the brother I was close with. But I said, come on, Holy Spirit, your job, come on, it's time to work. It's time to work. You can't be putting me out there. But the Holy Spirit's job is to also judge and also to expose, to reveal righteousness. Yeah. 
And we have to be just that, right? To be that tool, to be available to the Holy Spirit to use us. But we can when we're relying so much on our flesh. You know, when I started studying out the Holy Spirit in Romans chapter 8, again, there's so many information on the Holy Spirit. And it will blow your mind away when you start studying the Holy Spirit and applying it to your discipleship. And it, it will become an aha moment for you. It will become an aha moment with your relationship with your wife and your husband. It will become an aha moment with your discipling relationship. It will become an aha moment even in your parenting. Wow. You know, when, again, when I started studying out the Holy Spirit, I found myself, and I still find myself, really just edgy and grumpy. And my wife would like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, nothing's wrong with me. And I become defensive. And then she's like, okay, amen. And then I'm sitting there washing dishes, and I'm just like, man... I'm like, man, I am relying on my flesh right now. I am relying so much on my flesh, what I think, what I feel. And I, just, I would just pray, I said, God, please help me to just really be in tune with what you're teaching me through your Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right now, I, I, I just really got snappy with my wife, and I know that the fruit of the Spirit is love, patient, kindness, and I'm not displaying that. And Romans 8, chapter five, uh, Romans 8, verse 5 through 8, if you could turn there with me. Come on, Alan. Just to share with you what the scripture says about the flesh and the spirit. Chapter 8. I said chapter 8, right? Yes. Amen. Because I went to chapter 5. Alright, there we go. It's highlighted. Again, this is life through the spirit. You can read this for yourself. This was a very confusing passage for me before I started studying out the, 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 the Holy Spirit, but now it makes sense. But here in verse 5 it says, Those who live according to their flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. This morning, do you have life and peace? Are you at peace with yourself? Right? When you have your quiet time, you walk away from your quiet time, do you feel at peace? Yeah. If not, are you relying on your flesh? Mm -hmm. Or are you listening to the Holy Spirit? The promise is that there's life and there's peace when you walk with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I believe that. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor it can do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Can't. When you live according to your flesh, God is not pleased. So when you're getting angry, you got an attitude with your spouse, your kids, guess what? The Bible says God is not pleased. That's right. There's no way around it. Yeah. You're leading by your flesh. That's right. When you're driving in your car and someone cuts you off, and you're like, ah! And many of us go, ah! I do that. You're not living by the Spirit, but That's the flesh. Right. You, are, you, however, are not in the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, 
they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. That means of Jesus' righteousness, not your righteousness. It's Jesus. That's why we celebrate communion every week. So we can be reminded of Jesus' righteousness. Because we're sinful. That's what it says. Our flesh is wicked. Wait a minute, Alan. I was baptized. My sins were forgiven. Yes, you were. Your sins were forgiven. But guess what? You still have your flesh. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're like, wait a minute, I'm a Christian. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be struggling. Guess what? <laughs> yes, sir. Waiting? Yes, sir. You'll still be struggling. But here's the good news. The good news is that we have God's spirit in us. And we have a choice to either be in tune with the Holy Spirit or be in tune with our flesh. A lot of times we go the easy route. Right? We go with our flesh. We go with our sinful nature. And the sinful nature, you know what the sinful nature is, right? Galatians chapter (laughs) 5. Ephesians. And you're like, wait a minute, I thought I died to this. Yes, your sins were forgiven. But man, it is trying to, it is thriving. And we have a choice. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead also will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. For the disciples, you have an opportunity. You have the opportunity to live like Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 says that you are being transformed into his image. Do you believe that? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit can transform you into the image of Christ? Do you believe that you will do greater things than Jesus? Jesus promises that. Not by your flesh. See, that's faith in Jesus. That's faith in the Holy Spirit and trusting in the Holy Spirit. Like, what? I could do great things. I could share my faith and people will become disciples. I could be different. I could be like Jesus, loving, peace, kind. Yes. It's not a bunch of hype. It's for real. And that is the promise from the Holy Spirit. You guys with me? Point number two is the Holy Spirit reminds us to be like Jesus. Like I said in 1 Corinthians, it is, it is being transformed into his image. And that blows my mind away. It really does. I'm like, what? I could be like Jesus? I could be that powerful? I could be that loving, compassionate? Yes. If only, Alan, you listen to the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, you can be that. This congregation can be the image of Christ. Amen. It's not just a bunch of words. It's for real. Right. You know, about a month ago, I went to Jerusalem with Ed Anton, uh, Ed and Mike's great adventure. <laughs> yes. And um, we went there, 
And then I was really overwhelmed with what I saw. But walking away from there, it made me grateful. It made me grateful for what Jesus and God's plan, that Jesus is willing to die on the cross so that he could give up his Holy Spirit, so that it's just not in Jerusalem. Can you imagine if Jesus just stuck around Jerusalem? Where would we be? So this passage is like, amen, that Jesus had to die so that we as pagans, as Gentiles, have an opportunity. That that people in Jerusalem saw and heard. It was amazing. And I wanted to let you know now, save your money. Save your money. Every passage I've read, and I remember for, again, it's 26 years of being a disciple. I'm like, wow, this is great. Wow, yeah, I have faith. But in the back of my head, I was like, I hope this is real. I hope this is going to Jerusalem. I came back and go, no, it's real. It is real. The passages that I'm reading now, I'm going, I was there. I was there eight years ago. Tony came from Jerusalem, shared the same thing. I'm like, okay, Tony, all right. No, I'm the second witness here. It is for real. Save your money. Go to Jerusalem. And then have your faith be strengthened. Okay? Like I said, the Holy Spirit wants to train us. It is not about sitting in a seminary class or theology. It's not about head knowledge. But we have the Holy Spirit that wants us to be like Jesus. We have a personal trainer. A spiritual trainer. And guess what? It's free. It is free. We don't have to pay. I know you have those apps that you're paying $9.99 to work out, to lose weight. Right? To be a better person, to be loving. But the Bible is free. And also the Holy Spirit is free. You just got to listen. You start a new plan for the new year. You pay that $39.99. And it only lasts till March and you give up. I want to let you guys know now, don't give up on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has not given up on you. Jesus for sure has not given up on you. He continues to fight for you. The Holy Spirit will teach you on-the-job training. You you won't learn about the Holy Spirit in classes. MTA, MTP, go to college. You won't. The Holy Spirit wants to train you on the field. And what does that look like? With one another. Right? With one another. When you and your spouse are arguing. The Holy Spirit, here we go. Here we go. You're going to apply me? And, 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 and you know what? We have a choice to live by the flesh. To listen to the flesh. The Holy Spirit wants to train us through our kids. Why is my kid like this? Why is he so selfish? Why is he so prideful? Does not listen to me, buck up at me, and whatever me. The Holy Spirit's like, you're not patient. You're not loving. I want you to learn about my character. That's why this is happening to you. Until you get it, it will continue to happen to you. 
at work with your boss. And we all have bosses. We have bosses that's lovable and some bosses that are not. And the Holy Spirit's trying to teach you to be compassionate. To be gentle. To be merciful. And you have a choice to go, hmm, I'm going to lead by my flesh. I'm going to go with my feelings. He don't deserve it. She doesn't deserve it. He or she wronged me. And therefore, I'm not going to forgive. Really? Are you listening? Are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Your marriage, your parenting, at school. Your discipleship with one another. This is important. I, I, I want you to get this. I love our movement. I love the one another relationship. I love discipleship. But we got to get this right. We have to get this right that we need to involve the Holy Spirit in our discipleship. We do. We've got to stop acting like we're the Holy Spirit. We have to bring in the Holy Spirit in the one another relationship. Stop trying to convict. Stop, stop trying to judge one another. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Love one another. Amen? Amen. I lost my turn. <laughs> the book of Acts is about the acts of the Holy Spirit. Taking ordinary men and women like you to be extraordinary. That turn in the book of Acts, they turned the world upside down. They made disciples. 3,000 plus became disciples. By 12 guys. Peter denying Jesus three times. The brothers running away. And Jesus says, I could use you. If only you listen to my spirit. And they did. They did, and they turned the world upside down. In December 29, 2019, that's today. If some of you guys are trying to figure that out. <laughs> are you going to make the decision to allow God's spirit to use you to turn your community upside down? Yes. For those that are studying the Bible, I want to talk to you. Those that are visiting, I want to encourage you. This church is not about emotions and feelings and traditions. This church is about restoring God's kingdom. Amen. Restoring the word of God into our lives. Yeah. I want to encourage you. Whoever brought you out. Whoever reached out to you. Whoever has studied the Bible with you. That God has heard your prayers. Amen. That he has sent the spirit to lead you, to open the word of God. And I want to encourage you and ask yourself, do I need know the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Scripture says in Romans chapter 8, says, if you don't have the spirit in you, then you don't belong to God. Yeah. And that is a really important question to ask yourself. Yeah. Do I belong to God? Or am I just religious? In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19, it says that the Holy Spirit is the stamp. 
that we belong to Christ. Right. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That the Holy Spirit is a stamp of approval. You know, like when you open, you get that authentic whatever. You, there's some type of stamp. He goes, oh no, that is a, a Nike uh, swoosh. Right? That's authentic. The Holy Spirit is that. Yeah. That God says, no, you, you belong to me. Dave, you belong to me. Yeah. Tony, you belong to me. I can't remember. Brooke, you belong to me. Because why? Because I see the Spirit in you. Amen. The question for you this morning is that do you have God's Spirit? And how do you receive God's Spirit? It's not about praying Jesus in your heart. It's not about just going to church and hoping. It's about Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. And then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to be praying for 2020. That you become in tune with God's Spirit. That you walk intimately with Him. Him, not it. Be intentional and pray for one another. And God, man, God will do amazing things here in Hampton Roads. If you want to turn around and overcome your addiction, whatever addiction you're, you're struggling with, the Spirit can lead you to repentance. He will. I want to share with you guys this experience I had about the Holy Spirit about two years ago or two summers ago. I, was, I had some campus students that came to Hershey for our summer swap. And then that was the week where I've been studying out, or the year I've been studying out the Holy Spirit. I said, hey, I want to teach on the Holy Spirit and how we need to walk intimately with the Holy Spirit. And so I was doing a class, and afterwards we prayed, and we, I asked them, what do you want to see the Holy Spirit do this week for you guys? And one brother goes, this young Christian, really young Christian, goes, I want to see the Holy Spirit that we can meet someone this week, study the Bible with them, or him or her, and baptize them this week. I said, oh, man. I was like, okay, okay. And so my faith was put to the test. And I'm praying, and we're all praying. I was like, God, let us be in tune with your spirit. Let us listen to your spirit. And we did amazing things. We shared our faith. People were open. And the next day, we're meeting again. And we have, you know, we have our morning meetings, and, and we're talking and teaching on the Holy Spirit. And then we get this phone call. Brother, uh, this brother picks up the phone. He goes, yeah? What? No. Jaw just jaw, dropped open. I hung up the phone. He goes, you guys won't believe this. I said, what? He's real. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, that was a brother from Penn State. And he got a phone call yesterday about this time. And this guy that's been studying the Bible about two months ago just called. And he says, hey, I want to start studying the Bible again. And I want to get baptized this week. Wow. <laughs> Our jaws drop. We're like, oh, come on. I mean, we just laugh. Like, ah! Because it was so real. I'm like, yeah. no way. We're all surprised. But God says, no, that's not a surprise. That's for real. Yeah. I think we get too surprised at what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. 
only we become in tune, if only we're intentional with God's spirit, he will do great things. And this guy was baptized, and he is faithful. His name is Steve. He goes to Penn State. He's a, 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 a sophomore. Great looking guy, too. Just want to let you know, sisters. Is there any Catholic sisters here? No, there's no, Amen. Uh, amen. But uh, I want to encourage you guys to continue to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit in your life? The Holy Spirit wants to remind you to be like Jesus. And I want to encourage you. For the singles, you're not alone. For the moms, you're not alone. For the brothers, single brothers, you're not alone. God's Spirit's with you. He can help you overcome. The teens, you're not alone. God's Spirit with you at school. The campus students, you're not alone. God's Spirit's with you. Again, I just want to encourage you guys. Let's be in tune with the Spirit. For 2020, let's turn this world upside down for Him. For God. To God be the glory. Amen. Thanks, Alan, for bringing the word. Um, Let's pray. God, I thank you so much that we do have access to the Holy Spirit. And that there's so many battles that we're fighting that we don't need to fight. We can just let go and let him take over. And um, and I'm also just grateful that, um, you know, there's so many areas of our lives where he can work and work miracles. And I pray that we would not be surprised. We would just expect amazing things and um, that we could give you the glory when we do see it happen. Just say, I, I, knew, I knew it would happen. Uh, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up one more time. Let's sing a song together.